Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo, will be joining us. Boo Mortensen and Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be joining us as well. It is October the 10th, and on this day in 1944, 800 Romani children, including more than 100 boys between 9 and 14 years of age, were systematically murdered. Auschwitz was all really a group of camps designated 1, 2, and 3, and there were 40, 40 smaller satellite camps. It was at Auschwitz, number 2, at Birkenau, established in October 1941, that the SS created a complex, monstrously orchestrated killing ground, 300 prison barracks, four bathhouses in which prisoners were gassed, corpse cellars, and uh, cremating ovens. Thousands of prisoners were also used as fodder for medical experiments overseen and performed by the camp doctor, Josef Mengele, the uh, angel of death. The mini uh, mini revolt took place on October the 7th, 1944, as several hundred Jewish prisoners were being forced to carry corpses from the gas chambers to the furnace to dispose of the bodies. They blew up one of the gas chambers and set fire to another using explosives smuggled to them from Jewish women who worked in a nearby armaments factory. Of the roughly 450 prisoners involved in the sabotage, about 250 managed to escape the camp during the ensuing chaos. They were all found and shot. Those co-conspirators who never made it out of the camp were also executed, as were five women from the armaments factory, but not before being tutored or tortured for uh, detailed information on the smuggling operation. None of the women talked. Romani people, too, had been... uh, Uh, singled out for brutal treatment by the Hitler's regime early on, deemed carriers of disease and unreliable elements who cannot be put to useful work. They were marked for extermination along with the Jews of Europe for the earliest years of the war. Approximately 1.5 million Romani people, basically gypsies, who were murdered by the Nazis, in 1950, as Romani people attempted to gain compensation for their suffering, as were other victims of the Holocaust, the German government denied them anything, saying they had been persecuted under the Nazis not for any racial reason, but because of an asocial and criminal record. They were stigmatized, even in the light of atrocities committed against them. So unfortunate. You know, I repeat this story. It's an ugly part of human history, but it's, uh, you know, part of it is there's something in us that would allow this to happen, and it's Uh, So sad, sad part of human history. By the way, if you want to know more about the Romani people, there is a great book called Bury Me Standing, uh, talking about uh, these people, and it's such an interesting read. Bury Me Standing. I'm sorry I've forgotten the name of the author. Well, U.S. stocks closed higher yesterday after initially falling in opening trading. It was nice to see a positive day. Oil prices surged after a shock attack on Israel. Of course, we'll be talking about that in a moment. U.S. crude futures surged above $86 to a, bar- a barrel, at one point rallying 5.4% 5. 5. just in one day. 
So uh, energy prices, of course, that's an indication they'll be going up. Hamas violence in Israel has been described as the worst since then ISIS, as images shared online showed a purported beheading of an Israeli Defense Force soldier. This comes as the death toll is estimated to be over 700 following Hamas's brutal assault in southern Israel. Hamas terrorists have uh, been piling up all the bodies of 260 young gravers at a horrific massacre at a music festival, after which disturbing footage of a murdered woman and her body being paraded semi-naked through the street on the back of a truck emerged as one of the images. Users of X have been left shocked at the horrifying images of Hamas terrorist violence, which so far has seen 11 Americans in Israel confirmed dead when shared, uh, were shared on the platform. So tragic. The Hamas terror group is threatening to be, uh, begin executing hostages in response to Israeli strikes in Gaza carried out w- without warnings, the spokesperson for Hamas said. From this hour, any targeting of our people and the safety of their homes without warning will be met with an execution of a civilian hostage, which will be uh, broadcast with video and audio, said the spokesperson. Uh, major uh, commercial airlines, including American United Airlines, Delta Airlines have suspended service to Israel as the State Department issues travel advisories for the region amid concerns of terrorism and civil unrest. So sad. The White House says that President Biden was not expected to speak or appear in public after the rest of the day after about 11.30 on Monday, just hours after the 11 Americans were confirmed dead in Israel. The White House uh, called a press lid at 11.46 a.m. on Monday, indicating they did not expect Biden to make further statements. The administration is embroiled in the response to an unprecedented attack, of course, on Israel by Hamas terrorists, which the State Department confirmed the lives of at least Americans were dead. The White House denied that the lid was an indication that Biden is disengaged with the events in Israel, however. Of course, it couldn't possibly mean that to the White House staff. Uh, you know, he is, what is one of the, one of the uh, people who knew him said he never made a good decision with regard to foreign policy in his life. He was always wrong, and I th- believe he is in this case, too. The Biden administration on Sunday deployed a Navy aircraft carrier a, a group and Air Force fighter jets into the Middle East and rushed munitions to Israel, hoping to show a force will deter the Hamas conflict from escalating into a regional war. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin conferred with President Joe Biden before redirecting significant military might to the eastern Mediterranean. Austin also coordinated activities with Israeli officials throughout the day, as some Americans were killed and others taken hostage in the terrorist attack that began Saturday. The State Department said Monday as a team of U.S. veterans are prepping to fly out to help rescue trapped citizens. So I'm sure that's the special forces that will have some... A secret program going to in order to rescue uh, other Americans uh, captured and held hostage. I've directed uh, directed the movement of the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean. Austin announced this includes the U.S. Navy aircraft carrier USS General R. Gerald R. Ford, the Ticonderoga, uh, Ticonderoga class guided missile cruiser. USS Normandy, as well as the uh, Eileen Burke-class guided missile uh, destroyers. The USS Gerald Ford is one of the largest and newest aircraft carriers in the world. 
The U.S. maintains uh, ready forces globally to further uh, reinforce this deterrence posture if required, Austin said. U.S. officials are still trying to determine how many Americans were killed or captured by Hamas militants. Uh, Hezbollah also has been creating a significant incursion from Lebanon and turned the conflict into a regional war. No one elsewhere should take uh, advantage of this situation, said Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. It's something we are watching very carefully. Both Hamas and Hezbollah have close ties to Iran, and officials confirmed Sunday that Iran helped plan the surprise attack during a Jewish holiday on Saturday. So horrific. Uh, I heard uh, yesterday our <clears throat> Mark uh, Schulman from the uh, HistoryCentral.com said there's no way that the money was used for the $6 billion for this purpose. But you know what? Money's fungible. They could have used money to, uh, for other purposes, directed for other purposes to, uh, to make and to fund these attacks. Former President Donald Trump blasted the Biden administration after Hamas' surprise attack on Israel over the weekend. These Hamas attacks are a disgrace, and Israel has every right to defend itself with overwhelming force, Trump said in a statement after the initial attack on Saturday. Sadly, American taxpayer dollars have helped fund these attacks, which many reports are saying came from the Biden administration. Hamas is, of course, a terrorist organization attacked Israel from the Gaza Strip, killing hundreds of Israelis and uh, capturing dozens of hostages in the deadliest attack on the nation in 50 years. U.S. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Israeli forces retaliated by killing hundreds of Gaza inhabitants as fighting spilled into the night. Netanyahu vowed uh, might vengeance for the wicked this day, nearly 50 years after the country's Yom Kippur War. Hamas launched a cruel and wicked war. We will win with this war, but the price is too heavy to bear, Net, uh, Netanyahu said. Hamas wants to uh, murder us all. This is an enemy that murders mothers and children in their homes, in their beds, an enemy that abducts elderly children and teenage girls. Turmoil in the region comes more than three years after Israelis signed the Abraham Accords, an agreement po poised to bring stability to the Middle East. Brokered by the Trump administration, the treaty established peace between Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain. We want so much peace through the Middle East, though, the uh, Abraham Accords, only to see Biden whittle it away as far as rapid pace, uh, at a far more rapid pace than anyone thought possible, Trump said. Trump also piled uh, on the current administration for their own relations in the Middle East, including past dealings with Iran. The war happened for two reasons. The United States is giving and, and gave Iran $6 billion, $6 billion over hostages, and, and there were very good, uh, a very good trade. The five hostages, we got five hostages. In addition to that, we agreed to uh, free up $6 billion. That is an absolute disaster, Trump said. The Republican presidential frontrunner further suggested Hamas financial capabilities may have come through the deal. I would not be surprised if part of the tremendous wealth they have just accumulated went uh, into all of a sudden watching this level of aggression, Trump continued. They didn't have the level of aggression with me. They didn't have it. They would never have, have done this with me in the, in the uh, position as president. Following the attacks, President Joe Biden pledged his support to Netanyahu on behalf of the United States. The United States stands with the people of Israel in the face of this terrorist assault, assaults. Israel has the right to defend itself and its people. Full stop, Biden said. There's never a justification for terrorist attacks. And my administration's support for Israeli's uh, security is rock solid and unwavering. 
Well, that's fine. It's good to give uh, support to Israel. Uh, but uh, is he starting to get involved in another regional war? I mean, uh, the Biden administration is sending munitions to Israel uh, months after it dipped into an Israeli-based military stockpile to aid Ukraine. So they've been dissipating stuff intended for Israel uh, and weapon, weapons and uh, munitions. And uh, now they've directed it to Ukraine. And now they're going to be using it for Israel. Uh, President Joe Biden told Israeli Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu during a call Sunday that military assistance was on the way with more to follow over the coming days. That assistance will include munitions, according to the Pentagon. You know, do we have the capability to do this? Is this really a wise thing to do? It's one thing to have uh, have moral outrage and support the Israelis, but I have a feeling the Israelis can probably handle this on their own. We should simply state that uh, we won't tolerate it. We're on guard and, and ready to uh, provide support. But rushing in with a military support at this point makes no international sense in terms of policy whatsoever. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our uh, Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature, and you can find out more by visiting the very robust website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So uh, I understand you're in Tallahassee. I am. This is our first uh, committee week. Um, So we have a number of committees meeting on um, mainly a lot of it are presentations on uh, legislation that we passed last session or agency presentations on the status of various issues. Um, So it's a busy week. And of course, with the Israeli issue, taking all the air out of the room it's very active there yeah so maybe, maybe i'd love to have you opine a little bit on what you saw in uh, and the hamas attack on israel i mean i'm i'm shocked i think as everyone else i mean i you know it's so hard to put yourself in the shoes of the families and and the people of israel but it is it is it is so shocking i'm we're glued to the tv i mean not, nobody's sleeping they're just watching it just hoping that we can resolve this um, and I don't, I have, we have a number of, uh, Jewish members and they're, they're just heartbroken. Yeah. Well, of course we've lost 11 Americans there as well. Um, That's right. It seems to me the only resolution is to decimate Hamas. It's, it's so, uh, yeah, that's all I'm hearing. What else can you do? And what my concern is that it will extend far beyond that region. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and we're in the state. There's nothing we can do as a state legislator. Um, legislature. Congress has to get itself back on track yeah. so that they can deal with this without it being just in the news and in the press. That's all that's going on. And it's, it's, it's terrible. It is terrible. And we, uh, of course, everyone is experiencing moral outrage and the, the uh, unbelievable. This, this is actually the anniversary of the when the gypsies were all slaughtered, uh, 800 gypsies were slaughtered in at Birkenau and uh, in the uh, Jewish uh, concentration camps back in the day. So, uh, I mean, here's another example of the horrific behavior on a, on the heart part of human beings against other human beings. It's just absolutely absurd. Absurd. So we have moral outrage, but how how far can we spread our resources across the world? I mean, we're already in. Ukraine, now uh, this is breaking out. Are we supposed to go in and solve those problems militarily, or what's our role? You know, that's, that's honestly, that's the million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our number one priority is to protect our country. Um, and what, and what, how do you extend that? You extend that to um, the Middle East, to Europe, to Asia. Do you get involved? And because if you get involved, is that protecting us? Yeah. You know, I don't know those answers, but but I but I think our elected officials in Congress have got to work it out. They've got to sit down and look at a common sense uh, solution that 
protects our country and our place in this world. And I don't, I think there's just too much selfishness going on, to be honest. Uh, I agree. Uh, to me, it looks like a kind of a whack-a-mole uh, situation up there. I mean, they're just responding and reacting to different situations, as opposed to having a foreign policy that we can all agree on. And we can all uh, provide support. To, my personal belief is that Israel can defend itself. It will be fine. They will work through this, and, and we should provide every kind of support we can, diplomatic and, uh, and, and moral outrage and so forth. But we have no place going over there and, and fighting that war with them. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> you know, it's a small country. Do they have the capacity to do that and what happens if we don't help them i mean i i think we can help them now with technology and and the like i think we can we don't have to actually send troops but we can do a lot with the kind of um weapons that we have but gee i don't know i really don't yeah the, the real the another concern of course is the fact that hezbollah is getting involved from lebanon uh, which by the way they have much more powerful resources than hamas to uh, attack right. Israel, so uh, Israel's uh, uh, Hamas's attack was just brutal and awful, but uh, I hope this doesn't turn into a regional conflict. I I couldn't agree with you more. And if it does, what do we do? Yeah. I, and it could be, it could be much more than regional. That's the worst part. Yeah, and you know. especially on on the heels of what's happening in uh, Ukraine, uh, where's this all exactly. going to go? It's just uh, unbelievable. And uh, very, very sad. So uh, before I let you go, is there anything to report with regard to uh, your activities in, in Tallahassee? Well, um, you know, it's the same same thing. We're, you know, meeting with staff, working on, on our initiatives. As you know, um, I'm working on a live healthy uh, health uh, care bill for, um, you know, health care workforce and innovation. Um, we're also looking at a, a, a robust deregulation bill of some of the burdensome regulations that we put on our public school system and, you know, that we don't require of our uh, private schools or charter schools um, in terms of just silly things like school hardening. We make them do school hardening for uh, natural, for hurricanes and whatever. I kind of think that's not the right way to go because why do you want to make a school a hurricane shelter when the first thing you want to do is get back to normal and get kids back in school but if it's a shelter we got people living in it right. stuff like that and and there's a whole myriad of of um of regulations that we have put on our public schools over the years that don't make any sense anymore so we're looking at that and a few other things well deregulation that's music to my ears isn't it our conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our conversations we've had over the last 15 years i'm just so pleased that uh, you, we, I'm can't, listening to you. <laughs> we can't we can't deregulate too much because there's so many barriers and and most of them created by the state that uh, get in the way of people making I a agree. living and and uh, making a contribution to american society exactly i agree well, again, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state Senate president, I just genuinely appreciate your support. And I'm so grateful that you're in Tallahassee uh, watching after our interests. Uh, so thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Thank, thank you. you so much, Kathleen. All right, coming up, going to be vis visiting with uh, Boo Mortensen. Uh, she, Boo Mortensen is a former radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin. She's down here on the Paradise Coast now, and I really look forward to finding out what's on her mind. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can see, get some tickets to some great performances coming up, and also find out more about the new Performing Arts Center being built in downtown Naples. Visit the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob, and I, I know that I'm like so many other people that are just glued to the TV, watching this whole catastrophe in Israel and the bombing, and <clears throat> uh, Hamas has not necessarily owned it, or Iran hasn't. Yeah, <clears throat> but I think there's a lot of strong suspicions that they're behind it. <clears throat> but you know, it's almost like you throw a stone into the water, and you have the ripple effect. Right. And how is this going to permanently change that region, the world? You know, you worry about uh, Saudi Arabia and their relationship with Iran and Jordan and the whole Middle East and. I mean, and we're sending these huge ships and planes and everything in. Are other countries doing that? Yeah. Well, you, you raise a good point. I mean, the fact of it is we just uh, had a new agreement. It hasn't been publicized a lot with uh, Saudi Arabia to uh, provide defense and support 
for Saudi Arabia. In, in other words, a new kind of a military agreement uh, solidifying our relationship. And to, I think the effect has been to kind of isolate Iran. Now, Iran, of course, is in bed with Russia and uh, with other countries. But uh, the fact of the matter is they're getting isolated in the uh, Middle East. So it makes me wonder if perhaps they're not funding this kind of attack. I think probably funding Hamas, but also Hezbollah and uh, yeah. their activities. Which leads to the next question. What's the difference between Hamas and Hezbollah? So I, uh, you know what? I'm no authority. But what I believe is that Hezbollah is uh, primarily based in Lebanon. Uh, they're better funded, actually, and have more uh, sophisticated weaponry than Hamas. Hamas is located in Palestine, and uh, they are l- literally running Palestine, or Palestine, but uh, they... Uh, so they're both terrorist organizations. They're both terrorist organizations, and, and Hamas is actually part of the government in Palestine, but... Uh, is my understanding again? I'm not. I'm no authority on this, but my understanding is that they represent the people in one way. On the other hand, they're doing nothing for the people except running their massive uh, terrorist organization. Well, and you know, if this is you wonder about this, you know, they right away abducted mm-hmm. hundreds of people, yeah. some Americans, yeah. And you wonder if they're now. If they say they said now, if you continue bombing, we'll execute one an hour. Right. Oh my God! I mean, the whole thing is just jaw dropping. How about they're the, barbaric? Using paragliders to go into this party that was going for twenty four hours, and uh, killing two hundred and sixty people. Can you imagine watching something like that? It's just uh, it's unbelievable. It's so well prepared. It's so well planned. Uh, I think one of the things that concerns me is that Israel is known for its tremendous uh, understanding uh, intelligence operations. Well, this seems to be a real lapse in intelligence when it comes to what's going on with Hamas. Oh, I agree. I think there'll be a lot of explaining mm-hmm. <clears throat> is exactly how that could happen. And, you know, we have very porous borders. And I think there are a lot of bad, really bad people, cells that are already in this country how, and, and even the United States intelligence yeah. did not pick up anything. Right. And it also never picked up anything about 9-11. So I'm, I'm very concerned about what's going on and these cells that are already in this country. How do you know that something like that can't happen here? Well, I suspect that the planning has begun years ago for something like that. We have Chinese coming in for their own purposes here across the border. We have... Uh, no, no doubt we we'll have criminals and uh, people who are released out of jail and coming here. Uh, we have people who are planning to, you know, I'm sure Arabs and uh, people from different countries who want to uh, have uh, jihad, want to, are planning jihad yep. here in the United States. I have no doubt that's all happening now. It's very quiet. And so we suspect that things are going to be very peaceful. That's kind of the, you know, the groundwork that's being laid. But Frankly, that was the case a week ago in Israel. They thought, boy, things have been kind of quiet here for for a while, and then this breaks out. Exactly. Exactly. And I <clears throat> I don't think that we can safely assume that. Yeah. No, Not I'm... after watching what, what, what went on there. And I, I think we all need to, you know, I, I think there's a lesson in all of this that Nobody is safe, even America. There are a lot of bad guys that have entered this country. They're probably sitting safely in all the sanctuary cities. Yeah. Well, and uh, and uh, 
they're up to no good. Yeah, I mean, they've got their cells here in the United States, and I'm sure they're communicating and uh, figuring out ways to uh, create perhaps something like another 9-11. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. I mean, I, I don't know how we could be more inviting in the United States than what we've done with regard to the border. We don't know who's here. We have no. we have no idea who these people are, and there's ten million of them, right? I mean, there's millions of people that have come here, with the pop, you know, the population is larger than most of the states here in the United States. Oh yeah, well, at least now they've talked about rebuilding the wall. Well, uh, that that's what they're doing. That's no doubt. But to me, I'm wondering. And this is my level of trust, of course, with this this administration. But I, they're saying that that's what they're going to do. They said they're going to build 20 miles of wall. President uh, uh, Trump said he wanted another 400 miles of wall. So it makes me wonder if this is not a publicity stunt to get them through a period of time uh, politically, rather than trying to do something to to uh, support the uh, the uh, border. Uh, that's not, yeah, really, I hadn't thought about that. I'm sure it probably is. I know that there are 1,000 people a day, or 1,200 people a day that arrive in downtown Chicago. And they can't, they just can't deal with the people. They, they, they don't have enough shelters. They don't know what to do with them. They bust a bunch of them out to uh, the airport. So they're clogging up the airports. You know, these people have nowhere to go. I think yeah, just pack them up and send them all to Martha's Vineyard. I think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of collectively do that. Yeah. No, it's it's just like the, the uh, That's a, a sick thing to say, and I apologize for doing. It. But the fact of the matter is that uh, yeah, I mean that's how you get the attention politically. I mean that's where uh, 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 Barack Obama's home is. So uh, you notice that they kept uh, those people in. Uh, Martha's Vineyard for about oh twelve hours before they sent them off to some military base. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, you know, it's become overnight. It's become a more dangerous world. Yeah, and uh, um, and and this is really scary. Well, you know, Boo, uh, uh, the job of the president of the United States and Congress is to protect our borders and protect us and make our uh, a place where we live in the United States safe and free. And unfortunately, it's become less safe and free under this administration with lots of increased threats as a consequence. And uh, what what we're doing right now is so out of character and out of, uh, out of line with uh, uh, the values that we should have. It, it is just taking us right down to it. We need a change in uh, politics and in the administration and policy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm not sure. It's, we shall see. I mean, we don't even have a Speaker of the House. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, in some ways, I, I don't know if that's a problem or not. To me, quite frankly, we need to get somebody in there who's going to go through the process of uh, creating nine budgets uh, for the uh, going back to regular order when it comes to how to run the Congress. Uh, and uh, this whole this whole uh, international episode has, of course, created a window for Kevin McCarthy to get back in the seat. He's hoping that's what's going to happen. But my, what I believe is, I think uh, the uh, Gates uh, for uh, the creating this break shot in Congress, and now we need to take advantage of it and get some real leadership in there that'll do the right thing and make sure we get back on track. 
Well, aren't you the optimist? <laughs> Thank you, Boo. <laughs> well, listen, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate stay positive. Yeah, I really appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seaton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. And a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have the Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Seton, tell us about Less Government. Oh, D.C. doesn't want any part of it. Uh, we want to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and obviously D.C. doesn't want to do that. Well, I appreciate your efforts on our behalf. Uh, so you wrote a piece really interesting. Today's government is the enemy of the people. Couldn't agree more. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, this occurred to me over the weekend. Um, remember Trump got, Bob, Donald Trump got in a lot of trouble for saying that the, the, the majority of the media is the enemy of the people. Most of the media is what he said, is the enemy of the people. And, right. of course, he's right. They, they, they bury uh, truths and, and, you know, propagandize lies. And we, we saw that over and over and over. We saw it 
throughout COVID. We saw it with Trump-Russia collusion. We saw them squelch. And, of course, this counts social media, too. I should have put that in a piece. But, of course, it counts big tech, too. We saw them squelch the absolutely true, obviously true uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, uh, you know, they just do this all the time. And I just wanted to point out in part that they're not the only domestic enemy and they're not even the biggest domestic enemy. The biggest domestic enemy is today's government. Yeah. And that's at, that's at every level. And I think one of the great examples of that is the 2020 election where you had Democrat officials all over the country illegally mass expand zero ID, zero identification, mail-in voting. Right. And, you know, the, the Constitution clearly says the state legislatures have to set them, you know, set and change election law. And you had these Democrat secretaries of state and these Democrat county officials just unilaterally expanding this, fraud, you know, right for fraud mail-in voting. And I, I, I found some stats on 538.com, which, you know, unbiasedly un tracks voting information. And... Trump won the in-person voting in all 50 states. Yeah. That includes California, New York, New Jersey. Biden won the mail-in voting in all 50 states. That includes Wyoming yeah. and Oklahoma. And because of the illegal actions of these Democrat officials, especially in this obviously in the swing states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, you know, Pennsylvania, they expanded the number of mail-in votes from 29 million in 2016 to 66 million uh. in 2020, and there's your margin for fraud. Uh, so anyway, and, and again, that's that's the government at every level working to deprive the people, we the people, of our chosen choice for president. Right? They stole it from us. They took it away from us. And so, you know. Another example of that is there's a law that says the federal government has to go through a 12-step budget process every year right. or every two years. Well, what is 12 different bills, and the point of this is, or one of the points is, so that we can examine piecemeal what we're spending, what they're spending our money on. Right. Well, we, we haven't passed a budget since 1996. Which means we've been d d governing, we've been budgeting by continuing resolutions, CR, since 1996. First of all, it's illegal. Right. Second of all, we get these last-second mass bills that funds the entire government. No one reads them. Everyone votes on them at the last second. And what it does is it builds in all the existing spending plus. You know, they kick in 3% here, 5% here, 2% here. So it's completely unexamined. And by doing, by budgeting like this, you build in all existing allegedly temporary bumps. Right. This, this McCarthy CR that just passed builds, extends all the stupid COVID level spending. And I want to, I point this out because it's pretty obnoxious. In 2000, and I, I think the Democrats know this, which is why they do these quote, quote unquote one time spending bills that they know become permanent. Obama passed an $878 billion stimulus in 2009. Mm -hmm. Well, we've never gone through a budget process. So we've spent the Obama stimulus every year 
since 2009. Wow. And we will continue to spend the COVID spending until we sit down. I said at the time when Gates kicked McCarthy out, I said, for not going through the budget process, that re- for that reason alone, McCarthy had to go. There was nothing stopping him. He had a Republican majority in the House. Right. <clears throat> we know it's not going to pass the Senate. We know it's not going to get signed by the president. Not the point. Right. The point is we go through, we highlight all the bad spending, and that serves as a visual aid for future elections. Um, you you know, I see this, if I, if I might insert here. I just yeah. want to say that you articulated my position perfectly and better than I could. I just really appreciate that point of view. and I'm, That's why I'm so grateful to Getz or Gates uh, for what he did. I mean, he, he uh, yeah. has taken a lot of heat, but you know what? He had uh, he he basically spelled out in the in the beginning of the session in February exactly what his expectations would be and it was approved by Congress, and McCarthy didn't live up to it. And as you're no. point as you're pointing out, we need a change and it's going to be disruptive. It's going to be unpleasant. Well, well it, it's hilarious watching the the status quo defenders on our side, especially. Yeah. Well, Gates worked with the Democrats to throw out yeah. McCarthy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. You know why he did that? Because McCarthy worked with the Democrats to continue the bloated COVID spending. Right. If you're angrier at Gates than you are at, at, at McCarthy, you need to quit show business because you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, you are. You're dumb. If, you, if you're angry at Gates for working with Democrats to get rid of McCarthy, and you're supposedly a Republican or even worse, supposedly a conservative, right. and you're angrier at Gates than you are at McCarthy, you have no business calling yourself a conservative. That's for for Dr. And again, the point of elections, unless I'm mistaken, is to differentiate yourself from the other party. How are you doing that if you're working with them to to continue the status quo overspending that's been going on for now almost thirty years? So my and point, I, my, my point uh, is that you know what I hope. This is a, a, a shot across the bow for the next person, Speaker right. of the House who understands that, look, we're serious about this. We want cont- uh, regular order. Well, that, my, only, my, only, my only negative of that, because you know I can find the dark lining in every silver cloud. Um, <laughs> my only problem with this is, it, it, they've, as we've been told incessantly, it was only eight Republicans no. that, that, threw them, that threw them out. And my reaction to that is, the fact that it was only eight Republicans shows just how big the problem is. Exactly. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that. And uh, I mean, we're getting chastised because it was only eight Republicans that did this. Yeah, and my point is, yeah, it was only eight Republicans that did this, which means the vast majority of them. And now they're trying to blame, oh, Hamas invaded Israel because we don't have a speaker. No one outside of D.C. cares we don't have a speaker. Nobody. Certainly no one in the Middle East went, wow, the speaker's gone. It's time to invade. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and of course, McCarthy is jumping right on the bandwagon. He's seeing an opening now. He's uh, changing the scent. Yeah, changing the scent. Back from Elba. Yeah, changing the scent away from uh, domestic issues uh, to international issues. And McCarthy says, wow, here's my opportunity to get back in there. So, which yeah. would be a big mistake, in my opinion. Well, and again, he'll get the votes to do it, especially now because all the squishy, you know, uniparty Republicans are now riled up and have a reason to to fight. I mean, there were enough Republicans to make this a fifteen-vote speaker vote in the first place. I don't think that'll happen this time. I think the vast majority of the uniparty will come together and, and if he runs, put him back in. 
I agree with that. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing that concerns me is that we're funding now this Ukraine war, which is really stupid in my opinion. And now, with what's breaking out in Israel, I mean, they have the capacity to defend themselves. I have every belief that they will be victorious against Hamas and uh, Hezbollah. Yes. So, uh, we we need that. We need to. We need to express moral outrage, and we need to provide support uh, in ways that, other than militarily, I think, for, for Israel. But aside well, from that, it's a regional conflict. Stay out of it. Right, well, well, well the, the, um, you know, as far as Ukraine goes, there are four Western European countries with economies larger than Russia's. They can handle it. Well, yeah. you know, we should have left NATO five seconds after the Berlin Wall fell. Good point. And we certainly shouldn't have approved expanding it right up to Russia's, you know, right, right down to Russia's throat. Um, I was, I mean, this, this war has been decades in the making and it's mostly our fault. True. Now, as far as Israel is concerned, there's a reason that they've dealt with terrorists for 50 years is because the last time Arab countries tried a traditional war against Israel, it was seven or eight countries and Israel beat them in six days. Right. I mean, it was, and, and then, and, and my, and all these quote unquote disputed territories. I'm sorry. If you team up with seven other countries to try to attack Israel and lose, don't whine about how the map's drawn. Exactly. If you want, if you, you if win the war and you can draw the map any way you want, but you attack them from this territory, they took the territory to protect themselves from future attacks because they won the war. Stop whining. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you know what? So, uh, and we and when's the, what's the last war we won? Oh, we had uh, World War Two, and it wasn't even our war. Yeah. As far as the. As far as Europe was concerned, we did. You know, Korea was a tie. We lost Vietnam. Right. And by the way, we shouldn't have been since World War II. We shouldn't have, have been involved in any of those wars. I agree. My point on my point on Korea and Vietnam was we go halfway around the world to fight communism and we let Cuba go. Yeah, that's a little stupid, isn't it? Yeah, I think and, so. and, and I, I agree with James Monroe and the Monroe Doctrine. North yeah. and South America, we shouldn't let it go. My buddy lives in Panama. He says there's so many Chinese coming in and out of Panama that yeah. they get their own line at customs at the airport. Yeah. They run strategic points on both sides of the canal. That's stupid. What's going on in Ukraine, utterly irrelevant to us. What's going on in North and South America, highly irre- highly relevant. Absolutely. Seat Maligan, the founder and president of Less Government, his uh, writing, as you can see, is extremely entertaining. I hope you'll take a look at his website, uh, lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also follow Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always appreciate your very animated and I think quite correct commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. And Godspeed to everyone in Naples. Thank and you. you know so- who I mean. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much, Seaton. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239 239- 
325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Well, Lulabee's Diner at the Green Tree Shopping Center is a great place to have breakfast and lunch. Well, they're serving dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., and the menu is just terrific. The value is terrific as well, and it's informal. You don't even need a reservation. Just go to Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. This is usually a segment I reserve for my wife, Linda. She always appreciates uh, her commentary on what's happening here locally as well as around the world. She had a health event on uh, Saturday, and she's in the hospital right now. Just uh, if you uh, say a little prayer for her. I just uh, greatly appreciate it. Well, longtime environmental lawyer and child advocate activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said Monday he's going to run for president as an independent and drop his Democrat primary bid. The move adds another wrinkle to the 2024 race heading towards a likely rematch between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. Now, a lot of folks are opining that Biden will not be the candidate uh, when the Democrat convention ends. Uh, they suspect there's going to be other choices besides uh, Biden. But that's set aside. Kennedy, a member of one of the most famous Democrat uh, families in politics, was running as a long-shot primary bid and has better favorability ratings among Republicans than Democrats, some believe. It's unclear whether the GOP support would translate to a general election when Kennedy would also be running against Trump. Both Biden and Trump uh, allies have at times questioned whether Kennedy would be a spoiler against their candidate. Biden's allies so far have dismissed Kennedy's primary campaign as unserious, Asked for a comment on his potential independent run ahead of the announcement, a Democrat National Committee spokesperson responded with an eye roll. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Monday's announcement comes less than a week after the pro- progressive activist Cornell West abandoned his Green Party bid in favor of an independent White House run. Meanwhile, the centrist group No Labels is actively securing ballot access for a yet-to-be-named candidate, uh, could be Joe Manchin. Kennedy has spent weeks accusing the DNC of rigging the party's primary against him and threatening him as he might need to be considered, uh, uh, need to consider alternatives. What a shame. Uh, he is the most, in my opinion, the brightest 
and most uh, obvious uh, best choice for the Democrat Party than, and I'm talking about RFK Jr., than anybody, nobody even comes close. And yet, for whatever reason, they dismissed him and created their own problems by having him run as a third in a third party or uh, as an independent. Awaiting Kennedy's remarks Monday, hundreds of supporters gathered at Philadelphia's Independence Hall, an apt location for the expected launch. Campaign signs teased a potential new slogan, Declare Your Independence, among Kennedy fans. And in the crowd were several voters who said they don't identify as Democrat or Republican and view Kennedy as a truth teller and a breath of fresh air. He is that. He tells it how it is, says Julia Hill, a 23-year-old student from New Jersey. He doesn't sound like a politician. Well, I must say, uh, I, I, I support a lot of the things that he, he does and, and says. He does have some extremely... I'm going to call them socialistic uh, points of view, and I would not want to see him become our president. However, if we had to have somebody who's not uh, Donald Trump, he would be my second choice, quite frankly. So uh, I don't know how the rest of it, it surprised me they saw that he might take uh, Republican votes. I don't see how that's possible. Certainly not from uh, the MAGA movement, uh, because I, I suspect that uh, those people, their intense support for Trump can, is unwavering. Well, uh, the uh, Department of Justice announced uh, charges against eight China-based companies and 12 Chinese nationals who were caught smuggling fentanyl into the United States. This week, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco addressed the situation, explaining that the companies and individuals are being accused of trying to ship into the United States gallons and gallons of chemicals used to make fentanyl, methamphetamine, and other deadly drugs. According to Monaco, as part of the investigation, drug enforcement agency agents posed as drug traffickers to identify the criminals. While the Department of Homeland Security worked to trace and stop the shipments, the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Internal Revenue Service uncovered the blockchain transactions. Attorney General Merrick Garland stated that DOJ knows that much of the global fentanyl supply starts with chemicals coming uh, from China. So that's a good thing. We've uh, uh, put a stop to that, hopefully, and... Uh, uh, we just talked in the last segment how the government is the enemy of people. Well, this is one thing, about the only thing I can think of recently that uh, happened where uh, the government is serving the purposes of protecting us uh, from these deadliest drugs that the uh, fentanyl that's coming in from China. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy. He's the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute. Uh, we'll continue our conversations about the Second Amendment and uh, gun control. We'll also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, I hope you pass the word on to your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>